It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up network. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's going on, man? How you doing, boss? I'm good, man. Good, good. How about you? Feeling good. You know me, bro. I feel like I start every episode telling you I'm blessed. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Refreshed, yeah. All right, never stressed. All right, yeah. Uh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, man. <laughs> um, but no, I'm feeling good, man. Really good. Um, shout out to everybody in the room. Energy's right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Beautiful day. And and again, for those first time listeners, those tuning in, welcome to the show. As I stated, this is the Up and Up Podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture, right? Yes, sir. Um, we do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements, yep. right? The hustlers, the shakers, those who are taking up space, man. Um, and not only for all of us here, right, currently living, breathing, but for the next generation to come, right? Yep, Got to put yep. it down now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family. And for the consistent supporters, viewers, listeners, the family members, Yeah, salute to y'all. We love y'all, right? Sure. Um, yeah, man. Nah, the energy's right. It's been set. I feel like the tone's been set. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, what we do here, again, like I said, is we bring people up here to speak power to their journeys, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a journey. Everybody has a story. And I think it's important to let people speak power to that. Um, and today's guest is, is um, I would say, a leader of all leaders. Um, he's definitely a builder of all builders. Um, and someone who really exemplifies what it means to pour back into your people, 100%. Um, he's definitely a true culture cultivator. He's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right? Yeah. Um, to give a little more insight and deep dive on the brother, if you do not know who he is, uh, he's a well-accomplished and acclaimed American journalist, media pioneer, media executive, uh, businessman, and really the ultimate community builder. Um, he's currently founder and leader of the ever-growing, ever-flowing, um, and ultra-impactful Converge Media. And really, man, just to break it down, he's truly someone who's paving a way, right? Yeah. Um, for his people here and those coming from behind. Many more chapters to write. He, he, you know, he's traveled the road, but he got many more chapters to write, and we're super honored. We're excited to have him here with us today. So let's get straight to it, man. Our guest is none other than the good man himself, Omari Salisbury. Can we get a round Yeah. Round round, give it up. Give it up. How you doing, brother? Thank you. Thank you for the man. Thank you for the love. Yeah, man. I'm doing. I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? It's it's real special to be here in in this studio right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you talk about like points on a journey and everything else, I remember being here. You know, like like I said, almost four or five years mm-hmm. ago, 2018. You know, yeah. and what you know what what what's dope is it's like all these years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although it's my first time being a guest here, yeah. all these years later, man, you know what I'm saying? The vibe is still here. It's super dope. And, like, to see you brothers, how you've continued to grow and elevate and mm. thrive in your purpose on the up and up, man, mm. it's fire. Mm. You know? So I'm, yeah. I, I feel real honored to be here right now. Man, Thank bro. You, man. Now, we appreciate you. Yeah, for real, bro. It's a, it's a full circle. And I, I always tell people, man, especially I was telling, I was telling Bozy when he was up here, I was like, yo, he was here before. You know what I'm saying? He was saying what he was going to do. You know what I mean? And I think I think this is important, just collaborating and connecting. You know what I mean? So thank you for being here, bro. 
Yeah, no, sure. it's it's my pleasure. And you got like I said, you guys got old man out of retirement, man. I, <laughs> I, man, you know, I turned I turned down all man. I turned down on a lot of, most interviews these days. And yeah. I just really be trying to post up, spend time with my youngest daughter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But man, how can you say no to the up and up? Come on. Come man. on. How can you? How? Man. Oh man So um, you're familiar with this show We always start every episode with the quote of the day Something to get the vibe right Get the, get the conversation started Brother man, Earn, what you got for us bro? Yes sir man The quote of the day today is Those who say it can't be done Are usually interrupted by others doing it mm. Facts mm. Oh you came with it today <laughs> yeah, I came with you it You came man. with it, he knew yeah. Okay Who's that quote by? Uh, James Baldwin mm. That's a real one mm -hmm. That's a real one yeah, no. I, well, I mean, you you see that every day, you know what I'm saying. I mean, the 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 best thing is, I know we we gonna go through all this different stuff. However, you you lead us through yeah, it. Yeah. But like, the best thing is, is like at Converge, we just surrounded by people who doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's not a lot of talking. It's doing. And just to be honest, what you doing don't mean that you succeed every time. Mm -hmm. yep. We do a lot, and sometimes you fail. Sometimes yeah. more often than not, mm -hmm. but the whole point of doing something. It's like I look at the media landscape out here. Some, some music tube, and I ain't going to go into their lane, but in the media landscape, and everybody's suffering from paralysis by analysis, man. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. sitting on the sideline trying to, oh, should I do this, do that? Man, they're paralyzing their progress. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the other half is mistake activity for achievement that's real you know you on facebook for eight hours you was active but what did you achieve mm. you see what i'm saying yeah, and so yeah, like yeah. you know that's the real to the point is like man being around action people who take action and like man like i said sometimes you'll make mistakes sometimes you'll fail but you know what if you don't take them steps if you don't interrupt somebody else gonna do it that's yeah. real you know what i'm that's saying real. Yeah. And, and the thing is is like there's work to be done i always say there's more to do than there is to say then it did. Hundred percent. More to do than there is to say. So, that's real. That's a good quote. Yeah, you man. set it off right, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to. Yeah, no. So, Amari. So, obviously, like I said, we we talk about the journey, right? That people have traveled. But before we get into the journey, um, you having so much experience in the media space, um, I'm curious, um, and you just kind of touched on it, where it seems like I feel like a lot of people are are using um, the tools and the resources that are out there. So the barriers are kind of low for you to amplify your voice, but like the role of being in the media and being a member of the media, quote unquote, um, from your experience, like what, what does that look like today? And how, how would you describe that? Man, it's commitment. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I used to be in the music industry years ago, not as a rapper, but you know what I'm saying? And on the back end, mm -hmm. you know, uh, radio promotion, street promotion, all these kind of things, tours, everything else, right? Mm -hmm. And you saw that, like, a lot of people, this is years ago, but a lot of people, you know, when they put their albums out and everything else, investment went into it. One way or another. So it was a record label investment or you was out there curbing the block, you know what I'm mm -hmm, saying, mm -hmm, and checking yeah. the trap. But either way, you was investing because studios, was it wasn't cheap. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To really produce something, mm -hmm. somebody had to invest in something. Yeah, you know, whether mm -hmm. even if it was somebody left you some money and they will, yeah. you're like, yo, I'm going to go I'm gonna put out an album and everything, right? Yeah. When the cost of production came down and you could actually record an album on your iPhone, mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of good music made yeah. it out there, but a lot of trash made yeah, it out there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Because the barrier to entry to be able to make something was yeah. very low, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's cool. I mean, I'm all for access for all. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like it's the same thing 
in in a media space category. You know what I'm saying? It used to take a lot of different things, and some of them were pretty expensive for you to really get capture or get get um get traction yeah. in the media space, yeah. right? And as the barrier to entries come down, it's a lot of people that's in the space, and that's cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the best thing we could ever do is we always talk about we want to inspire more people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a difference between being in a space and activating the space. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, meaning that, like, um, I think that one of the biggest things that, that, that's missing is the commitment to be there. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. like people see Converge right now. For for me, you know, when we when we get more into my story, you'll see. I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I'm five, ten years behind. I wake up every morning. I wake up every morning four thirty, five a.m. Like shit, I'm behind right now because mm. I know where I'm supposed to be and what this business is supposed to be, right? Mm. But it's that commitment, it's that drive, and it's that commitment to when when I was sitting here with uh, five years ago with you guys. I write a blog post, man, 10 viewers. Cool. I'm gonna write another one tomorrow, maybe 30 viewers. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna write another one tomorrow. You know, it was the consistency and the commitment. Yeah. And I remember I wrote one about like these predatory, um, practices. They was trying to, you know, they're always usually trying to take our homes in the central district mm -hmm. or whatever. This is on my blog. that was getting like 20, 30, 40 people. I've been 50. I'm like, yo, man, 50 people read yeah. something today. Yeah. But you know, you got to be excited about your own that's work. That's real. You know what, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Like on the real, I'm like, man, we had 50 people. It's cool. But every morning, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. going to get 51 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get 52 the day after that. Mm -hmm. But you know, the consistency in writing and I wrote an article in Ruby Holland. You know, Cy? Um, Side with the dreads for the CD. Okay. Anyway, so besides mama, she was talking about, man, these people are trying to, you know, knocking on my door, taking my home. I wrote it. I'm like, man, I might hit 52 today. Let's mm. see. Yeah. But somebody from the Seattle Times, Dan Beekman, who actually went to Garfield High School, mm. read it. And he called me. He was like, yo, this is a big story. And the Seattle Times put like five, six reporters on a tax reporter, real estate reporter, mm. this and that reporter, everything. It turned out to be a big deal. Mm. And it really is like a company that's out there targeted all across the Pacific Northwest. Our mm. elders trying to take homes from black folks. Mm. The whole point being, if I wrote the, the first article and 10 people viewed and I quit, nah, I'm good. Ain't nobody watching. Or 13 people and 15 people. You know, I was writing for months to get yeah. to that 50. Yeah. And that's when Dan Beekman saw the article, and then Dan Beekman, you know, he, he pushed the gas on the Seattle Times, yeah. wrote a whole spread on it, and they credited me. Mm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? They mm. were like, yo, Maury Salisbury, yada, 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 yeah. right there, right? Yeah. And I've been fortunate enough through my career, it's like you get to these points, I always call it the alley-oop. You guys see these alley-oops converse throws up in the market yep. all the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. We throw it up for somebody else bigger to slam dunk it. Yep. But the thing is, it's the commitment. It's the commitment to be like, I'm going to write this every day. Yep. Eric Calligraphy will tell you that, like, I'd be like, yo, if we're creators, we're going to create something every day. So whether it's a picture, whether we're going to write a blog, whether we're going to do a video, every single day we hustling. That's mm. our hustle. Mm. We create shit. Yep. That's our hustle. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And so, you know... Uh, the intensity and the belief in yourself and the belief that the promised land you want to get to, mm. that's the separation family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Defeat is, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan. Everybody knows it's like, man, it's a game of failure. Mm. Think about that. You, man, like you can go to the, you go to the hall of fame. If you get the ball four out of 10 times, mm. yeah. think of that. 
Man, what other job could you be doing? Like, if you was the garbage man and you only picked up four out of ten every on yeah. your route, you get fired, That's right? Real. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's when 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 we talk about when people are committed to something. Yeah. And so in the internet age and everything else, I grew up, I'm not that much older, but you know what I'm saying, uh, man, people once you get self self satisfaction and gratification. From the book and from the gram, you felt like you done something. Mm. The first thing, based on basic, going to tell you, I said, basic man, listen, this Instagram shit is cool, this Facebook shit is cool, but that's an echo chamber. These are people that already rock with you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to get out of there. Like, let me disrupt somewhere else. You mm. feel me? Yeah. But guys are yeah. like, oh man, you know what? Look, you see all these likes yeah, and shares yeah, that yeah. I got. I'm really moving the market. No, you're just exciting people who already like you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different. It's a real world outside. Yeah, yeah, real deal. I like real, that. Man. No, that's real. Um, thank you for sharing that, breaking it down the way you did, yeah. bro. Because I think it, it is, it is can be, it could be a misconception in terms of people understanding what it means to be a part of the media. And it's like, man, it's a commitment, like you said. It's sure. hard. That's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the hustle, and I mean, different, different avenues are different. They take a lot of work. You know, video is definitely the hardest, as you can imagine. Video, mm. video is tough, and especially fast video, turning yeah. it quickly and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And it takes, you know, commitment. And what I'm, what I would say is this: that people watching and listening should know that it's like Converge. It started off. This is the vision. I got it written somewhere. I'm gonna pull it up. The vision where exactly where we're at. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. We called it Converge TV almost seven years ago. Mm. But when we was calling it Converge TV seven years ago, we ain't on no camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We ain't on no computer. Yeah. You feel me? Uh, all, all we had was an iPhone, and I was like, you know what? We gonna put paint where it ain't. We gonna make the iPhone the coolest thing. We ain't got no camera. We gonna make our weakness our strength. So we formed the Camera Phone Collective. Mm-hmm. It ain't hot if the Camera Phone Collective ain't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. don't see us on our whatever, it's probably iPhone yeah. six or something back there. <laughs> Yo, if you ain't seeing us popping out the iPhone, that's man, right. it ain't real. Now, you know the Camera Phone Collective is in here, and that's what you do: is you make your weakness your Drink. You put paint where it ain't. That's real. You know what I'm saying? We That's couldn't real. afford this and afford that or whatever. You know what? We ain't we ain't had no office, no studio. So it's like, yeah. you know what? We're taking our business to community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's we'll real, see bro. you in the streets. That's we'll see you here and there. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying is when you really want to get there, nothing will stop you. Yeah. You'll mm-hmm. innovate. Yeah. You'll find creative ways. You'll keep pushing. And so it's like like I said, I'm just fortunate. I'm surrounded by people who have a lot of intensity and drive yeah. and clear goals of where they want to be. Yeah. Because man, I I really don't have a lot of space I, in the, in the business world. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the best thing, right? In the business world, mm-hmm. I ain't got a lot of space for people who don't. Mm. But that's on the everyday our hustle. Mm-hmm. But for young people who are like, yo, I'm trying to learn. I got all the time and space in the world. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can ever be is really not have your shit together and be trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, me. Man, you know what I would do? Because, you know, here's the other thing, too. I probably shouldn't give this game away, but I'm going to give it away right here, right? People come up to me, and, you know, they be like, man, big O, we should work together. I want to do this, this, blah, 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 converge, da, 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 da. I never say no. You know what I say? I say, yeah, no problem. Let's meet tomorrow, 7 a.m. Send me your business plan tonight. Let's do it. They go quiet. Mm, Because it's all game. It's like, so now people don't talk to me because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to really say yes. Let's talk. Are you ready? Be careful what you ask for. Are you ready? Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Don't, man, you know what, man, I've earned it enough 
for, for, for people to respect that, at least to be like, man, don't come talk to me if you ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? Definitely come to me. Hey, you know what? I just putting this on your radar. In about six months, I'm going to approach you. Oh, okay, that's cool. I'll be looking for you. Mm -hmm. But, man, don't come up here and yeah, yeah with me because, you know, I'm going to really test you and be like, cool. Let's Matter of fact, hunt. Well, send me your info. Let's talk right now. I got an hour. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, 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 you see what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? No, that's yeah. real, bro. That's yeah, real. I, I, I shut it down. Yeah, no, that's real. Um. Now you kind of touched on it, but the journey—the journey I feel like t for you to get here is definitely started somewhere. So let's talk about kind of the early upbringing, bro. Um, the CD, like growing up in Seattle, what was that like for you? Man, shit, it's CD or see me, man. You know, yeah. I mean, I feel like I was on the tail end of like a lot of glory days in the Central District. It's good to see this reunion on Union and this Renaissance in our in our. In our community, man. But, you know, I grew up in a CD. It was still like 70, 80% black, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and we owned all of our resources that were there. You know, it was black-owned um, uh, dry cleaner, black-owned, you know, Jordan the Drug Store. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The grocery yeah. store, this yeah. and that. Everything in the community, you know what I'm saying, was yeah. black-owned. It's like, reinforced it. I mean, to the point that the Metro drivers lived in the neighborhood. Act up on bus 48 if you want to. <laughs> Come see your mama and be like, yo, man, this boy, he is yeah. too much. Yeah. But, like, that's the community in the neighborhood we that's grew right. up with. And that's why you see at the Black Media Matter studio mm -hmm. down on first, you know, we pay homage to our neighborhood. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's our right. historic neighborhood. But, you know, I went to, like I said, I graduated James A. Garfield High School. Mm -hmm. Um and you know there I, I played football but I was also I was on the school paper the messenger yeah and you know I actually went to school with Naomi Ishisaka mm. from Seattle Times mm. okay. yeah you know what I'm uh, saying we yeah we went we went to school together we was on the paper together um Man, I did. I was in college radio at WRVS 89.9 ECSU down yeah. in North Carolina, yeah. man. You, you know what I'm saying? I was, it never uh, leaves you, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a black college broadcaster of the year, man. I was sports I know, yeah. I used to I used to do the color commentary and play-by-play. -play. You know, mm -hmm. I played football, basketball season. You find me there. And then, you know, I go to the CIAA tournament. And, you know, I'd be hitting everybody with the play-by-play. -play. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? This is one thing not to get out of order. But this one thing, if you remember during the Seattle protests, we were sitting there in the Western Barricade. You know what I'm saying? It's the mm -hmm. same thing. It's like Johnson inbounds to Smith, who passes it down to you know Peterson. Yeah. He takes the yeah. shot for the three point. Oh, yeah. he misses. So it's a, it's like man, we're right here in the Western Barricade. We can see that the bike officers are right here. The, the officers with the gas mask are about ten feet back. Yeah. If they move forward, then it's gonna be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that the play by play is like you know what I'm saying from that's college such a, that's days. Such a, yeah. That's such a skill. It's like a, such a intangible skill, bro. When yeah, you think about it, you know what I mean. I, I didn't. I didn't even realize till it was over with that I was like, man, it was because people were like, man, you were calling out everything that happened. Mm -hmm. and I didn't think about it. I was like, man, that take me back to you know my WRVS days. Nah, but uh, nah. I was I was there, and then I, when I when I graduated, man, believe it or not, I worked for Am One. You know what I'm saying? Am One, the shoe yeah, company. Okay. Yeah, man, and you know at the time they had that the Am One mixtapes. Yep, I worked yep. on the film Ball Above All. You know what I'm saying, and uh, and, and did that, and did a lot of stuff in New York, man, with record labels okay. and everything else. So I went from Seattle, I was down in North Carolina. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, which was man, used the whole HBCU experience. Yeah, um, you went to uh, Elizabeth State, Elizabeth City right? State, man. Elizabeth, Listen, yeah. though, man, don't be playing, man. Yeah, yeah, right. You know my, you know my brother, my brother Cun went there too, okay. and my brother, and my brother Toon. Okay, but you know Cun, mess around with ECSU if you want to. You get, <laughs> 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 but but here's the 
dope thing about it, right, yeah. is my daddy went there, mm. and my daddy said our family had been going to that university mm. for almost 100 years. Mm. So, it, so yeah, man, Northeastern North Carolina, look up, you'll see a rising star. It's Elizabeth City State University. And one thing about that, though, right, is an interesting fact about me is I studied geology. I got a degree in geology. Really? I got a minor in environmental science. I'm an earth scientist, man. Really? You know, yes, really. And what happened, what happened, this is real interesting right here when you talk about fate, destiny, and everything, right? So, you know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm you know, doing my geology thing, but I'm still doing the radio. And the radio is like a hobby, right? Yeah. And I graduate and I get hired by the state of North Carolina to run an environmental research lab mm. there on, on, on the campus. So I'm running an environmental research lab, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, jacket on and everything else. Actually, this this even happened before then. My, I was still a student when this happened. Mm. I, was, I was working in the lab at the time, and I found like a flaw in a lead test we was using, right? And my professor, this is what an empowering professor will tell you, right? My professor said, man, you should write to the company there in Colorado and say that you got a, you found a problem with the test. I'm like, man, we at Elizabeth City. This is whatever. He was like, nah, follow through. Mm -hmm. They invited me up to Colorado to run the test in their lab. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm nervous. I'm like sophomore in college and stuff I'm yeah. up there in their lab. It turns out that there really was a flaw. In the um in the you know in the lead test or whatever, yeah. so I go back to campus, right? I go back to campus. The chancellor has a radio show. It's you know it's Chancellor Mickey Burner, you know, come on his show, talk about whatever. I was like, all right, let me go on the show with the chancellor. So I'm sitting on there telling the chancellor, like, yeah, you know, I did this with the titrator, and you know, this with the solution, and man, turns out this is the results. And the general manager, Edith Thorpe. She knocked in the window. She said, she's like, I need to talk to you. And I got off air. She said, you need to be in radio. I said, nah, you know, I'm a geologist, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, <laughs> I'm, a I'm, just I'm just chilling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm a geologist. Yeah. She was like, no, you need to. She said, just trust me. She said, just come meet with me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, couldn't hurt. And that, that fateful thing right there, me, I, I wasn't, I was on the path to, to be, have a career in earth science, geologist, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. But going on one radio show And her hearing me mm -hmm. And saying like nah I think there's something else out there for you Changed the whole trajectory of my career mm. You know so even mm -hmm. though I graduated With a degree in geology Man I left there on a whole nother buzz And that's what I'm saying I left there and went on to work You know what I'm saying For for the basketball network And M1 yeah. and the college network yeah. And all these other kinds yeah. of things yeah. So you know and also don't let nobody tell you You can't blow up out of no black college man Yeah no, that's real. Facts. That's 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 um. Facts. No, that's a that's yeah. an amazing, that's an amazing message though. Because you know to pay attention. You know, pay attention when people speak to you and try to speak power to you. You know what I mean? And don't yeah. don't steer away from it. Um, but you mentioned the messenger, right? Mm -hmm. Which you, which you worked for in in high school. Um, I'm curious about the 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 responsibility aspect. Like, because you know you're in high school, you're working for the paper. Um. When did that click for you when you were like, okay, this this journalism thing is real. Um, it's actually a real job. Or were you just kind of trying it out? It didn't, though. It did. Uh, so here's one thing I would say, right? Any advice I give and also advice that I give my kids is, is like, man, if you're passionate for it, go that direction. And find somebody who, who if if your circle can't articulate your, your passion, find somebody who can. Mm -hmm. Because, like... Everything about me was media, 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 entertainment, right? But, like, a lot of the most influential people around me 
was like, man, you just need to go to school, be a doctor. I ended up, that was my original path was biology so I could go to medical school or whatever. I wasn't passionate about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Then I read a book. So, like, my, my kids benefit, right? Mm. They go to college, they take a flight. Now, listen, we in Seattle, colleges in North Carolina, used to take Greyhound family, three and a half days, you know what I'm mm. saying? <laughs> I'd be on that bus, and I just happened to read a geology book mm. in three days and changed change my mind. And the whole point I'm getting at, though, is it's like I ain't really fall in love and be able to do all of this until after college mm. and after and these opportunities kept finding me people would be like man you would be perfect for this or you would be perfect for that and always be jobs you're around attract, media just attracting exactly it. but yeah. so so imagine though that how 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 powerful the attraction was to attract it but imagine if i was always transmitting it because i knew clearly that's what it was mm. you see what i'm saying yeah. it took me some years to be the transmitter and not just the receiver family mm, and i yeah. only say that is like man if you're passionate about media about music about real estate about whatever it might be man find different ways to be able to 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 support that you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. and whether if you're in school man take these classes if it's whatever man you know, your circle of friends is cool, but that don't mean you can't have another group mm -hmm. that's really passionate into the, the things that you're passionate in. That's real. You know what I'm saying? That's and real. so it's like me, I had to piece a lot of this stuff together later in my life that if early on I would have been like, you know what? I'm on the school paper. I like hanging out. I used to go down to, to Cube 93 back in the day mm -hmm. when it was Ackerley and Eric Powers and all oh, that yeah. and try to yeah. pop in there. Like everything <laughs> said being media, but I'm studying geology, which, mm. you know, I'm not bad at. Geology yeah, yeah. rocks. But, you know, you yeah. feel me? Like, yeah. man, find something you love, man. Find something that you'll do no matter what. That's why I tell people, man, that it's like, y'all see us today, but you know what I'm saying? It's to write every day because mm. it's like, I love this. Take mm. pictures every day because yeah. I love this, yeah. man. If you yeah. do it and you love it, man, I promise you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. going to work out. The universe does yeah. it. It'll attract. It responds to that, bro. It responds yeah, to that. That's real. real. So I know you was just touching on it, but like going out of college, what was the transition like really like for you? Like, you know, man, I'm, I'm going to be telling you, man, it was full time hustle, man, because, you know, my daughter, Acacia, was born what, my freshman, soft, sophomore year in college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I was in college, man, you know, played, you know, football kind of had like a scholarship ish kind of whatever. But, you know, I mean, what people don't know is, is like, you know, I used to go on the weekends out there to Kitty Hawk in Nags Head, North Carolina, man. I'd clean cottages. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to pay the rent, you know. I, yeah. I, Tasha was there with me. She was in school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My daughter's like a year old. You know what I'm saying? I got to take care of them. You know what I'm saying? Take care of us. Be in school. Do all of these things. You feel me? Yeah. So she, I used to do whatever, man. I work for moving companies, you know. But the biggest thing was, like I said, be out there in Kitty Hawk and Nags Head and all these places. You know, man, I clean cottages. And, you know, I was a new guy, so I always get stuck with the bathrooms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd be in the bathrooms of these houses. You know, mm -hmm. eight, nine hours a day out there is affluent, you know, beach cottages, you know what I'm saying, with my gloves on and everything else. But, you know, I mean, so transition, it wasn't like, you know, for me, it was just, it's just always been work 
to be honest with you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah. like, man, I've graduated. What are you know my options? This and that, man. I graduated. And I'm like, man, you know what? I'm gonna feed my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's always just been my biggest my biggest motivator. Yeah. You know, and I've been telling my kids, I'm like, man, you guys are fortunate because you guys are sport for choice. And what opportunities and things you can do. Where me, I just had to go what was like, man, where where something is paying. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And that yeah. also slows down your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? Because, man, you got to pay the rent. But the transition, you know, the transition was cool. Yeah. In, in the sense in the sense that it's like, man, God is good, man. Yeah. And then, like, people have always, you got to cut the flash, Jordan. People, people have always, um... Man, they just always looked out, man. I, it's weird, man. I've never filled out an application until I came back home to Seattle after an illustrious global career in media and couldn't even get an interview. But I never filled out a, an, <laughs> an, an application or any, like, you know, my, my, my life. As I was saying, was the Black Forest Gump because it's like opportunity after opportunity after opportunity opened up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and when, you know, when I... I'm glad you brought this up. Another amazing story. So I did grad, I graduate and I'm working in the environmental research lab. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing the black college sports report and the yeah. black college yeah. sports report was dope. But like, and this is why I be talking to guys these days and they're like complaining about stuff. The black college sports report is, I used to, I was a correspondent. I drive from Elizabeth city to say even somewhere like Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? Back mm-hmm. then, now it's four hours back then. It was probably six cause of the roads or you drive to Virginia union or Norfolk state mm-hmm. or Virginia state and you cover the game and you do like a one minute report. Right. And you got paid $25. Right. So, so imagine, imagine driving from here to Spokane to cover a Gonzaga game and driving all the way back to Seattle and you got 25 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Maybe inflation these days, you would say it's 40, but even like, even to say if you say it's 50 in today's dollar, but yeah. driving from yeah. here yeah. to Spokane and back. Yeah. But you know what the thing is? Is that like in 60 cities across America, mm-hmm. People got to hear for the Black College Sports Report. I am Omari Salisbury in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. 60 markets across America heard me, bro. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd, I'd sleep on the side of the road. I'd have to borrow buddy. Like, you know, my, my, my mom was like, what kind of job is this? Is you got to borrow buddy to go to work? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was like, yo, one day it's going to happen. That's real, And to bro. be honest with you, I was like, yo, and it was 60 seconds, bro. Yeah. But in 60 Markets across America, mm-hmm. people heard my voice. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God!" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was also a correspondent for the HardRoad.com, which was right here in Seattle. Mm. R- Ricardo Frazier, Ricardo okay. Frazier hired me when I was over there as well. And I drive up and down, you know, North Carolina and Virginia and Maryland, and go to these bars and listen to bands and all these kind of things and everything mm. else, man. And Hard Road ain't pay much either. It was like $35. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, ooh, you're really making the dough now. <laughs> you got a $25 and a $35. My brother Toon would roll with me, man. Yeah. He was my road dog because, you know, sometimes you drive all night and you get these things. And also, Black Collar Sports Report, if you got an interview with the coach, it was like an extra fifteen dollars. Mm. So you already know. I'm sitting there. I'm sorry, coach. Before you go, I mean, can I get a soundbite here? But imagine that, yeah, right? Yeah. Imagine, man. And I spent like a year and some change going all up and down through the South, man. Big town, little town. You know what I'm saying? Black colleges all over. Mm-hmm. CIAA tournament comes, and 
I'm, I'm at that point, like I said, I'm working as a geologist. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm managing an environmental research lab. But the school gave me a week to go to the CIAA tournament, one of the greatest spectacles on earth, mm-hmm. right? It was in Winston Salem, North Carolina, and we go into the press room, and you know, um, everybody else there is professional media or either college media, yeah. or this and that. And you know, I'm, I'm a correspondent for the Black College Sports Report. I set my stuff up. I'm doing game stories, but even then, man. The computers was big. You know what I'm saying? I had to bring in the computer, the monitor, and everything. And my brother, Cun, yo, this is real real deal. My my brother, Cun, was like, yo, man, they got this new streaming technology from real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like you had to load it and everything. And back then, they had the camera, and it took one big floppy disk, and you record one minute, right? Wow. This is real <laughs> shit, man. And so I'm at the CIAA tournament, man, with this camera, and I'm recording, man, and I'm doing something. I'm sending it to Cun. Cun's got a stream. We were streaming before the ACC. The conference was yeah, streaming, which yeah. was crazy, right? That's crazy. And so anyways, I'm back there, and I'm just, man, I'm just on the job and whatever. And so Daddy-O was there, right? Daddy-O, man, producer, original member of Stetson Sonic, he had, man, produced hell all these tracks with Biggie and, um, you know, Mary J. Blige and everything. And so Daddy-O's there in the press room, and everybody's like, man, it's Daddy-O, it's Daddy-O, da-da-da-da-da. You know, they try to give him resumes and everything. And I'm like, you know, hey, what's good? And I'm typing away. You know what I'm saying? And the last day of the CIAA tournament, Daddy-O comes up to me. He's like, yo, Mari, yo, you, man, I've been watching you. I was like, oh, well, you know, man, nice to meet you, Mr. Daddy-O. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your, your Daddy-O voice is on and, point. And he's <laughs> like, yo, you the only one who ain't give me no resume or nothing. I said, well, you know, I'm just a geologist down there yeah. in northeastern North Carolina, man. I said, I love radio. I said, I love it. And I said, man, you know, I'm thankful that the university gave me an opportunity to come here. Mm-hmm. And I said, but, you know, I'm going back to my lab. He said... Nah, man, you ain't supposed to be in no lab. He was like, you need to, he was like, I just started with this company, and one, and we launching this joint called Hoops TV. Mm. And he said, man, I want you, I want you to, you know, at least do an interview or whatever. And I was like, man, okay, cool. And so Daddy-O hooks up an interview. I fly up to New York City. I meet Mike Antonoro, who's now big time with ESPN or whatever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then like one day I went from being geologist to a writer producer for for and one for the for for Hoops TV, which was the greatest job of my life, because for wow. one year they gave me the brand new uh, Canon XL One, an American Express card, and said go across America and get basketball stories. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And so, but imagine, wow. bro. Yeah. Wow. That I was sitting there minding my business in the media room. In the Lawrence Joel Arena in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Like, because my mama always said, leave things better than you found it, son. So I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to be the best sports writer there is right here. And I'm going to, for our little, because, you know, we people pick on us. Little City, small school, man. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. always got jokes, especially the people at Norfolk State, the Virginia State, Central. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, we going to have the best coverage. So I didn't even go there being like, who am I going to meet in the media room? How is it going to benefit my career? This and that. It was just like, leave it better than you found it. Yeah. Daddy-O came and found me. And again, someone changed the trajectory. Edith Thorpe heard me on the radio mm-hmm. and said, you need to be in radio. Mm. Daddy-O saw me hustling there in the, um, in the in the press room at the CIAA tournament yep. and said, bro, geology ain't for you. Wow. He changed my life right there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. These intersections, but it, it but it's when preparation meets opportunity. Exactly. You're you know ready. what I'm saying? And these yeah. giants come into my life and they're like, nah, we finna redirect you. Yeah, but you're very receptive, though too oh yeah you know what i mean you were very receptive and, and you took that and you did something with it you know what i mean 
I think that's a, that's another that's another lesson too. I man, I walk with that's a big. lot of humility, man. I'll be, be honest with you. I be I be surprised sometimes, man. I mean, I listen to so many people, even when I don't want to listen to it. Sometimes, you know, my mama always says, "Man, be humble, or God will humble you." You mm. know what I'm saying? I be yeah. trying to find like an ounce of knowledge or something with anybody, man. And you know, a lot of times, it's a lot of people. Who who just waiting on the sideline and they judging you by your deeds, you know what I'm saying? Waiting to really rock with you, mm-hmm. yeah. and it, and if you doing something that's something dope, or you know what I'm saying, you're being president in the moment, you're uplifting somebody else, and that be the trigger. They be like, man, I've been waiting to talk to you for a minute. Mm-hmm. I just seen you do this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. How can I get down with you? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's real, man. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious about your uh, um, a part of your story that I did read into was you have some experience, um. Obviously, you, you put some time in, but you have some experience overseas in, in uh, launch padding, some television networks yeah. uh, in, in countries such this as, is. you know, Rwanda, um, Kenya, Tanzania, yeah. um, as well as Asia and places in Asia, as well as the Middle East. But talk about the international experience. And how did that come about? So, so, man, this this is another just man, crazy story. Man. <laughs> you know, I was actually I was down I was down in Mexico. And I was working with an agency that was working with, with Coca-Cola from the spring break. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got back home. My brother, Kun, he had hooked me up with our, with our guy, Zamunda, right? And Zamunda from Tanzania, right? And back then, it was like, man, you know, I ain't speaking no Swahili. But, you know, Leo, Kusamaki, Swahili, you know, Safi Sana, it's okay. You know, when I was over there, my Swahili was on point. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like three languages, man. But man, he was trying to he was trying to to bring Ja Rule to Tanzania, and at the time, you know, I was making a lot of you know inroads in that New York, and you know, I had a lot of people up there at, at Worldwide Plaza and, and Def Jam, knew a lot of people there, you know what I'm saying, and everything else. And Khan was kind of like, man, you should talk to oh, so I mean, I, this guy, he's telling me Tanzania, 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 and I'm like, man, look, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, and he's, I mean, he's, you know, he's hustling, he's a businessman, he's trying to be whatever. And I was like, man, I said, I'm not calling nobody that I know over at Def Jam unless I see this place for myself, man. And yeah. be like, yo, Tabby, I mean, because you know what I'm saying? This is a, yeah. Nah, because your reputation was, would be on the line. Yeah. Well, and I didn't have much of a reputation yeah, then. You know, up and coming guy, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm like, man, you know, I don't know. I need to see it for myself. And I'll be honest with you, it was the craziest, like, longest trip over there. We circumnavigated the continent. I went from Seattle to Atlanta, Atlanta to Cape Verde, Cape Verde to Johannesburg, Johannesburg to Dar es Salaam. Wow. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, What started off as just kind of like a vacation, kind of like seeing what's happening. Man, I was there for three days. I was like, man, I'm not going back home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, of course, I went back home, but you know, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And all the people that I'm really good friends with now and influential and African giants, I met during that first three days, which is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got, oddly enough, I got on radio over there. That was one of my, my first things was mm-hmm. just, you know what I'm saying? On Clouds FM, which is like the fourth or fifth biggest radio platform on the continent of Africa. You know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's massive. There's over 300 million Swahili speakers and you add in Bantu and everything else. It's like, man, it's a massive audience that's over there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, I, w- I went to the continent and this is, this is also what's crazy. Right. So I go to, I go to Tanzania and I'm telling my mama, I'm like, man, this, this joint's amazing. 
I said, this is what home was always supposed to be. You know, I mean, I, I just, I fell in love with the continent of Africa just as, as soon as, as I got there. Mm. And it wasn't until I got home, right, and back, and I'm explaining it to my mom, that my mom told me that in the 1960s when Tanganyika, you know what I'm saying, it's called Tanzania today, when Tanganyika got its independence, um, and President Nereri's administration, that my mom and my dad wrote to the administration saying, man, we want to come there and be part of your nation building. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like they got That's some response and everything. And then, you know, a few years later, you know, the the the, the Zanzibaris, they had the revolution over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, the Union Day, they just celebrated when Tanganyika and Zanzibar came together and mm-hmm. formed the nation of Tanzania. But to know that, like, you know, my parents, what's wild is, like, my parents, like, dreamed of going there, right? Mm. And my, my dad's been there a few times, quite a few times. My mom hasn't been yet. And then, like, I, I spent a whole career there. And then my youngest daughter, Victoria, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She was created in Africa but delivered in America. Okay. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, right yeah, right yeah, there yeah. at Lake Victoria in Wanza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why we named her Victoria. That's right. But there's so many of these intercessions, right? Yeah. But, like, here's here's the thing is, and this is, this is the God. Like, all of this stuff I tell you is, like, my personality and the way I was raised and all those things got me so many opportunities Mm -hmm. but the god's honest truth when you talk about converge media Mm -hmm. let me tell you i grew up in an african media house Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i ran with african giants Mm -hmm. that's that's what you see right here this is an african work ethic and hustle that you see right here that's real you see what i'm saying i grew up in an african media house fortunate enough i was in las vegas uh uh last week or the week before for the nab national association of broadcasters mm-hmm. the biggest broadcast conference in the world i used to go there all the time uh, when i was working overseas and i was there and you see some of these african giants you know what I'm saying? We sitting here talking about, oh, we don't get no play. You know, you, I got partners who want like, you know, 15, 20 TV stations, hella radio stations, yep. this and that and everything else. But like, I'm working over there in media. And it's not like that these days. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm working over there. And, you know, when you wake up in the morning, your phone might have credit on it, might not, because it's prepaid, right? Mm-hmm. So you might have ran through all your credit on there. You know, power might be on, might not. Mm-hmm. You know, you're driving down, you know, the road might be cool, might not. The police might, might, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I need real. something, yeah, might not. The traffic jam might be four hours that day or somehow only 20 minutes. It's yeah. crazy. You get to the office again. Power might be there, might not be there. Did somebody fill the generator? Oh, okay, the internet's not working, okay? Is the VSAT working? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is all before you sit down and start working. And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Let alone you got to send a file up to Nairobi, man. And the internet there is so slow and there's so much latency. You might as well send it to the airport, put it on the Kenya Airways flight, cargo it 45 <laughs> minutes. It's like putting it, putting a VHS tape or something on a plane from Seattle down to Portland because the internet's too slow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear you. But it's every day. But every day it happened. Every day guys make great stuff happen. Some of the hardest working people in media are people you'll never know. 
but then that African space. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you That's go to right. so many developing countries around the world. These is guys, the journalism and media means so much to them that every single thing about their environment is harsh and it's tough. Mm. And they get up every day and they go because the story means that much. Mm. That's that's the that's the world that I grew up in. That's real. You bro. see what I'm saying? And I was fortunate enough. Joseph Kusaga, the CEO of Clouds Media Group, man, you know, he really invested in me. Joe sent me to conferences all around the world. My man, my passport looks like a Gideon Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like it's crazy. I don't know if I got it here. If I do, I pull it out. You know what I'm saying? I've been in 63, 64 countries, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. But they sent me. And that's when we talk about investing in people. You know what I'm saying? Joseph Kusaga Clouds Media uh, Group invested in me. Mm. It was like, Omar, you're going to go here to this conference. You're going to go here. You're going to learn this. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Mm -hmm. So by the time that I came back home, after almost 20 years on the continent, my job was to work with other governments to get, you know, TV and radio licenses. The last one I got out was in the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. I got a TV license out of the UAE, and I think it was 2015 or mm. 2014. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's my signature on the license over there. You mm. know what I'm saying? And that was a year and a half to get that station out the UAE. You know what I'm saying? Teleport, uh, uh, play out there in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. You know, it's, it's covering like 40 countries across the Middle East and Northern Africa. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same thing. You, you go into a country like Rwanda or, you know what I'm saying, you go you go into like Botswana and all these other places and, you know, try, trying to work with the government to get a spectrum, get a frequency, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. you know, get investment in there. How can, you know, how can we actually build this TV or radio station and TV, a whole nother thing, you know what I'm saying? We need to, get, you know, get a satellite farm up or do this in a, or launch yeah. it in cable company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got Xfinity here. You need a whole satellite farm. You got to pull down signals from all over the world to be able to feed them into your channel. Like, yeah. the things we did on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. And then also, like I said, I would I would fly to Beijing because that's where Star Times was at. And on the continent, Star Times got massive, like, market share for satellite and digital terrestrial radio, mm. I go to Beijing and you, we negotiate a content distribution deal yeah. for all of black Africa. So um, what was it like learning how to like navigate? Because obviously you said you came under some African giants, obviously people who yeah, taught man. you. Um, like, what was it like to kind of go out on your own and say, let me go try to, to do this myself? Yo, it was, man, that's a good question, man, because, you know, I did. I, I went out on my own a few times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And man, one time I failed. You know, I was man. You talk about people being homeless, man. I was homeless in Tanzania. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a real deal. I man, a badger called over and said that. Well, what's up? Well, um, kind of crowd uh, couch surfing at the moment and this and that and yeah. everything. But you know, but it was dope as I I stepped out on my own, right? And this is the middle of like um when like social media was really impacting over there, mm-hmm. right? And started a, a digital agency that really- uh, t- what, what year was this? It took off. Um, it's like 10, 12 years ago. When Julia Jesse was over there. What is this now? 23, 13, yeah. 12? Yeah, somewhere around that time. Okay. Um, what's wild is, so, so like Coca-Cola, their original social platforms, that part of the world, yeah. you know, for Coca-Cola, Sprite, Fanta, all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's me and my buddy, Julia Jesse, who's still on the Converge platform, has a show, Clapback Culture. Mm. We were sitting over there in, in Tanzania, you know, launching all those, right? Mm. And I really saw an opportunity that it was like, yo, man, you know, we could do this social media and digital. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start my own company. 
And, 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 and I did. Mm-hmm. And it was dope. And I had two really good clients. And my clients were Heineken and Moet Hennessy. Mm. So imagine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it, it, in, in launching those platforms in that in that part of the world. And, you know, I went I went out on my own. Yeah. And the best thing is, is like the nature of the environment is hella, people was hella supportive. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and I always knew that if I did fail, that I wasn't a failure. Mm. You know, it's um, Winston Churchill said that like, um, su- success is not final. Failure is not fatal. Mm. It's the courage to carry on that matters most, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you know, being out there innovating in a space and everything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was it was dope to be on my own out yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. But that's it's how you, that's how you learn, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's no. Hundred percent. And it's a bit different now with visas and work visas and everything else. But it's funny, I'll be talking to some of my uh Hispanic brothers. Yeah. Uh Latin Latin brothers. And, you know, we'll be joking, it's like, you know what I'm saying? And they were talking about their issues, you know, sometimes with immigration and everything else. And it's like, man, big old, you wouldn't understand. I said, Oh, you don't know how many immigration <laughs> officers I used to hide from over in Tennessee. And that would be the thing. Don't let nobody where you work and know that that your permit was expired. Because the first thing, if they haven't fallen out with you, everybody yep. got a cousin in immigration. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody I done hit in quite it. a few closets, bro. And it's quite a few countries I done had to make a quick exit out of, get a stamp, come <laughs> back real. in, everything. Like, it's man, real. I can tell you about immigration stories, bro. I tell people I've snuck into more countries than more people have visited in a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's a, that's a stat right there. Yo, let, man, let me tell you. So, I remember, I, remember I, snuck, I snuck into Kenya a few times just because I couldn't afford. I was broke. You know, I was out yeah. there, you know, entrepreneur. I couldn't afford the visa fee, man. And, I, you know what I'm saying? God forgive me, man. They'd be like, if you stayed within East Africa, you're good, right? Yeah. So, if you were in Tanzania or somewhere like that, you know, Uganda, you're good. You ain't got to pay the visa fee. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go to, like, South Africa or Nigeria or you're coming from Europe, man. You know what I'm saying? Kenya, they need days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, every entry, man. And, you yeah. know, I mean, I ain't going to lie, man. It's quite a few times I'm like, uh, I'm coming from Dar es Salaam. I wait for the Dar es Salaam flight to land <laughs> or the Uganda <laughs> flight to land. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm coming from Kampala. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's different. Bro. I mean, it's, nah. hey, listen, listen. Nah. I mean, I'm saying, I can say this after all these years. And, I, man, I'm spend enough money in Kenya now that you know what I'm saying they should be the immigration guy finally caught me one time he was like you know I've watched you you came from that direction <laughs> the Uganda flight from over there he was like I want you to tell me the truth you know anytime somebody's like tell you the truth you should by the way you should yeah. just tell the truth because yeah, yeah. they probably know what's already happening. know yeah. I'm like look man you know I man I just landed I said I ain't really got no money for no taxi I said I'm an entrepreneur out here and Man, I'm just trying to make it. And I said, man, things didn't go as well for me, you know, on my trip out of town. And I just really ain't got the money, man. And, you know, you're right. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to sneak in, you know, into the country. And this dude, he pulled, he took me to a line. He paid my visa. And he was like, man, don't quit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Which great, I mean, because they could have taken, you know, that's that's yeah. grounds. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's grounds for somebody. P.I., you'll never be allowed in the country again. Yeah. And this Kenyan guy was like, man, you know what? It's all good. And then he also told me, he was like, one thing that can solve your problem, 
Find you a Kenyan wife. <laughs> <laughs> he said you'll never pay visa yeah, fees again. Some, he'll give you some game, man. man. But uh, something something that's really, really important. Where's my backpack at? Um, something that's, that's really is fine for us over there. That's important. I want to point this out, right? Is that, man, my time on the continent of Africa, there's so many artists they're like, I was a part of their first time there. Like, man, we brought Tip over there, mm -hmm. Tanzania. Rick Ross, first time in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z and Beyonce's first time in Tanzania. Maya, Ja Rule, 50 Cent, like Tiny Temper. Like, the list goes on. So, like, my whole time over there, I was part of the Fiesta Concert Series. Mm -hmm. This is, like, one of the biggest on the continent of Africa. The whole concert series is, like, 400, 500,000 people every year. Mm -hmm. It culminates in Dar es Salaam. And so it's, like... I mean, man, the life that I lived over there and then being with these African giants, yeah. the things that I went to, like Cannes Film Festival and Monaco and the south of France and all this kind of stuff. And, like, you know, my Nigerian, the, them brothers, I go hang out with them and them is PJ everywhere. You know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which which was also, you ain't got enough time on this show for me to tell you about Nigeria. Yeah. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'd be over there with my Nigerian brothers and, but we're going to Abu Dhabi today. You know, you hop on the jet. It's different. Yeah. You're out there, yeah. out there. Yeah, I, I met uh, Al Haji Aliko Dangote quite a few times, and I met him on his yacht. His, he got two two hundred million dollar twin yachts, and is the richest black man on earth, right? Mm. And somehow, me, a kid from 29th and Jackson, I'm out like I be in these situations. Yeah, it's me, Aliko Dangote, and Cecil Hammond, and. He introduces me. And this is the, you know, at the time, because oil was up, man, Dangote was worth like 25 billion. It was a crazy number. So I'm like, man, it's the richest black dude on earth. You know what I'm saying? What do I say? So I'm not awkward. You know, if you just sit there quiet, then you're even more awkward. <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's no business deal in my mind that would make any, you know what I'm saying? That's going to move any yeah. needle with him. What can I say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then I remember. I said, I'm from the city that has more boats per capita than any other city in America. And so then I'm like, Mr. Dongote. He's like, yeah. I said, you know, back in Seattle, you know, in weather like this, all my friends would want to borrow the boat. I said, do any of your friends ever ask you to borrow this big yacht? He said, uh, they know better. <laughs> but then from there, I'm talking, I'm like, man, how much, you know, how much fuel does it take? You know, how fast does the boat go? How long can you stay out to sea? How long you whatever? It ends up giving me a tour on a boat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I'm still just this kid from 29th and Jackson. Yeah. Hang with the richest black man on earth on his yacht in Lagos. That's, you know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, I mean, That's I got, moment. I got so many of these stories. Yeah. Like you, you like, no, we, you we, we can tell, bro. Believe <laughs> for sure. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. It's, it's, it's so many, or you just in Abu Dhabi, you bumping into some president and you're like, Hey, what's up? What's up? You sit there chilling. And somebody's like, Oh yeah. You know, that's the president of Kenya. Oh, yeah. word. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, nah, it's like, it's, um, you know, you travel the, you travel the journey, bro. And, um, I'm curious as well, because when you go from, you said 29th and Jackson, right? Then you go to school then you go to college then you go overseas and you got, you gain all this experience um, coming back home, right? To launch Converge. Um, what was that like? What was it like to bring everything you kind of gain and to bring it back home and do it here? Man, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, right? I just want to add one more thing yeah. on the, onto this, to this international travel. And you know, it, it was, it was dope. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that the reason why I want to harp on that how dope it was and the experiences and like I said, man, I've had audiences with presidents and kings, 
You know what I'm saying? All the way down to the street. You know, I slept with the Boma. You know what I'm saying? With the Messiah. It's all good. I've been to, you know what I'm saying? You you know, you, you sleep in the Armani Hotel and the Burj Khalifa as well. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. the best thing is, is it's like I've been open and receptive to all experiences on all, all levels. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Around the surf. I remember um, one time that, you know, one of my coworkers invited me to his house and it was deep. It was hella deep. It was, man, I went... And it was crazy, and I went in there, and they had one Coca-Cola, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, they got all, this was a big deal. You know, when you're American, everybody assumes you drink Coke, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then you realize that it was like, yo, this really cost them a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to, to, to you know, and, it, and of course, I wasn't even drinking, so I drunk that one, though. Believe me, you know what I'm saying? I was like, no, no. They're like, no, you, you really need to drink this. Yeah. But the whole point is, is that like, man, from from drinking a hot Coca-Cola in the village and a gift that came from somebody's heart, be like, man, how can we welcome you in our home mm. to all the way, like I said, to super yachts. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. the, what, what, what has filled and poured into me is so much of an understanding of humanity mm. on any level and i hope that that's you know what's reflected but the thing i wanted to tell you is that when i was living there my last trip i was living there and the trip from seattle to dubai on the emirates jet is 14 and a half hours mm. right and from from la to dubai is like it's 18 hours and you go up the west coast it gets a little shorter and i tell people they like had a lot of successes and a lot of like amazing moments over there but 14 and a half hours is also long enough for you to dry all them tears from your latest failure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you get off that plane, you know what I'm saying? And maybe go to your mama basement mm -hmm. and start all over again. You know, I mean, I I had quite a few failures. I had quite a few times, man. I left the continent. And like I said, that long flight was just long enough to sit there, look out the window, man, and just have all these tears of regret and hope that I could re-up and go at it again, mm -hmm, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're fortunate to leave, you know, over there on a, on a very high note, you know what I'm saying? And coming coming to transition and coming back home, it was like, I'm like, man, this is finna be all good. You know, my son was at O'Day. Mm -hmm. There's the other thing, with my kids, when they was young, my kids been everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my kid, my son used to be in the studio doing voiceovers with me. You know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything, yeah. you know? He went to school down there, you know what I'm saying? Everything, my, my daughter, Acacia, you know what I'm saying? So the kids were everywhere. So my son was at O'Day, and I was like, man, I need to come home. I want to be home every day while, you know, while he's in high school, right? And so um, I'm like, man, I got this crazy resume. I done worked in this industry, this and that. I'm fit to come back home to Seattle, get me a, a, a cool job at one of these big corporations here, and it's going to be all good, right? And I'm like, Converge, I thought of Converge when I was – back still overseas because content was becoming hyper local because people could then pr now produce at a local level mm -hmm. you know before the whole world only consumed with like america and like europe produced yeah, because yeah. it just cost too much to make stuff yourself yeah, yeah and so i'd go all over africa and all these other places in asia and everything else and you see that people are creating content that's very hyper local even to their own neighborhood or to their own city and i was like man that's what we need in seattle yeah. because the thing is right is we saw this seven plus years ago. Seattle and the Northwest is full of dope ass 
black folk, people of color making dope ass content, mm -hmm. right? But they don't, there ain't no distribution platform. Like Converge was originally started as a platform for distribution and monetization mm -hmm. for content creators around the Pacific Northwest. It was never intended for me to be on camera mm -hmm. or this and that or anything else, right? That was the idea. I was like, yo, because what happens is, is we get young people, they might make their film, they invest, make a film, they put it out, they put it on YouTube, 100 people watch it and they get discouraged. They stop making films. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, you know what? We need to be able to keep our young people encouraged. We need to be able to market their work monetize their work and everything else mm. and that was the idea converse so when i came home i'm like man i'm gonna get me one of these dope jobs you know what i'm saying and i'm gonna build converge as a hobby man i couldn't even get an interview bro you know what i'm saying i mean it's funny it's a lot of these same companies man they're they you know they want to partner with me i don't know grudge you're so good but they're like you know i'm like man i'm the i'm the same og it's still me i'm yeah. the same guy that you guys looked at this resume and everything else, I've only yeah. had one more job added on to my resume, and that's Converge. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I couldn't get a job, fam. Mm -hmm. I, and not only could I get a, not get a job, I couldn't get an interview. And so, you know, for me, I mean, that was a crazy realization to come to. And I was just like, well, well what used to be the hobby, you know what I'm saying? Let me bet on myself. Mm -hmm. And... You know, this is, this is of all the things, right? What I'm getting ready to tell you right now is the realest thing that people should probably take, take with them, right? So you got to remember that in my journey, you know what I'm saying? I spent all 15, 17 years overseas. I lived in Dubai for four years. You know what I'm saying? Almost 10 years ago. So imagine everybody's oh, Dubai. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? Been there. I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Biggest media markets around the world. Been, like I said, to 60 countries. Been to the best restaurants and this and that. I know this guy, that guy, everything, right? I left all that to come back home, right, mm -hmm. to my neighborhood. And I, like I said, I just thought everything was going to work. I get a good job here, one of these tech companies, and build Converge. So not being able to get a job, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm going to bet on myself. But you know what? So a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm bet on myself, but they might not necessarily be all in, right? Mm -hmm. I bet on myself. I went out. I drive Uber 10, 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. This very this very same ballpark, I ain't got my whatchamacallit. I got a hard credential now at T-Mobile Park. Mm -hmm. That same ballpark, I used to go there, and I used to sell beer, sell peanuts. I used to be pretty good with the little backhand throw. Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, right. I knew that I wasn't always going to be there. Mm. And I think that's the thing is, man, a lot of people got too much pride to go work hard. Mm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't your work that defines you. You see what I'm saying? That's so it real. ain't your job title that defines you. Mm -hmm. You define you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and I, I be wanting to say this because it's like, man, somebody might be thinking that like, oh, man, what's it going to look like if I'm if I'm trying to do my media company and I'm driving Uber or something? Man, so what? Mm -hmm. yeah. So what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I used to, man, I used to push the Uber, bro. You know what I'm saying? On mm -hmm. the real, lift everything. You know, man, man, I couldn't do the food delivery. It was it was too confusing for me. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I be in the ballpark. And you know it's how yeah, you look at it. I see hella people I know in there. Hey, oh, what are you doing? Man, I'm in here selling beers. What's up? You know what I'm saying? You need to go ahead and buy one, you know? Yeah. But people people let what other people might perceive of them. 
yeah. outweigh what they could achieve. That's right. And I'm like, man, ain't nobody betting on me. I'm a bet on myself. Mm. It was driving Uber. It was selling beer at T-Mobile Park. It was then Safeco selling peanuts, selling concessions and mm. everything that I'm like, yo, I'm going to get me a camera. You know what I'm saying? Another thing is it's like, why well, be willing to give? And people say, like, can they do this and that? Outside of Anthony Tackett, God bless him. Why nobody trying to help? Mm. I'd be like, yo, man, you know, I'm just trying to do video, man. I can't afford a tripod right now. You know what I'm saying? Can I borrow your tripod for a shoot? No message back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hey, you know, it'd be things like a light. We ain't had no light. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We ain't had nothing, bro. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And you reach out, and that's why I'd be like, I'm different. You know, I buy two, three, four, everything, just in case community come knocking. Just in case one of these young people's like, man, I don't have a mixing board. Huh, you could borrow this. You see what I'm saying? Because I remember what it is to be in all of these groups of people who say that they're supportive of the community and the mission and this and that, and you really be in need of something. Mm. And people go quiet. I ain't never forgot that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need microphone, XLRs, what? I got you. They're, right, they're on real. deck. You no, know? And, and, you know, so, so coming back here, when people, if you really going to do it, you're going you gonna to do it. You're going to really bet on, like I said, bet on yourself and invest in yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can't be too proud, man. Mm -hmm. You know what That's I'm real. saying? That's real. That's a real message, man. Yeah. I think, and I think that translates to any, any field, any industry, any pursuit that people are going after. Man, I mean, mm -hmm. 100% doors are going to close, man. But you know what? It's, it's like, man, what are you going to do? To kick it in or to move around it mm -hmm. or to whatever. And, you know, I mean, I like telling that story because, you know, and there's been a few people who've actually hit me who who were driving Uber or DoorDash or whatever. And they'd be mm -hmm. like, yo, man, I'm mad discouraged. You know, my goal or my dream is to do this, but I heard you talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I always like to reinforce the people that it's like, man, it's all right, man. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of, there's nothing wrong with hard work. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with just working hard, man. It might not be what you want to do at this moment, but that don't define who you are as a person mm -hmm. and the potential where you can go with your life, man. Get out there and get it. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. I like Whatever that. it is, I feel like it's just a step. Like even when you're talking about Instagram, it's like, I feel like a lot of people do too much comparing, you know? Man. And that's where, I, yeah, that's, um, you know. Yeah, no, I'm also, I'm also curious, man, because you built Converge, right? You, you follow through and you manifest it and materialize it, bro. And that, but then to go on and, um, create very impactful work, you know what I'm saying? So impactful to the point that you guys receive recognition. Um, in 2022, I believe you guys won an Emmy award, Right. Um, being recognized for kind of shaping the landscape of media um, and not just you yourself, but obviously everybody that's involved with Converge. Like, what was that like to receive that award? Because I do remember reading you say um, and I quote, it says, you don't need to be black to uplift black stories and you don't need to share skin tone or lived experience. You only need to share a purpose. Um, what was that like? And what, I guess what does that message mean now looking back on it? Yo, so. <clears throat> The, the, the Emmy thing And the, the, what's crazy is like You know So we're nominated again We got nominated For Reconciliation Tour mm, Congrats You know what I'm saying That's our That's our baseball film We followed uh, The baseball Be on Board of Kings um, Down to Mississippi Last summer mm -hmm. to Jackson State University The baseball camp Down there And yeah So we got a We got a nomination For that this year And by the way 
A shameless plug here. Reconciliation tour and six other content pieces are available. An Alaska Air in flight, an any Alaska jet air uh, um, aircraft in America. Mm. So you know what I'm saying for 29th and Jackson at 30,000 feet, man, mm. and 270 aircraft all across North America. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the joint. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's crazy to congrats, think about. Congrats on that, bro. That's that's major. Yeah, that's nah, major. it's it's and we, you know it's it's crazy. But with the Emmy, we weren't looking for it. And I'm be honest with you, man. We've only won two other awards before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even only because we're thankful for it. You know, Washington State Association of Justice. That's the lawyers and judges. Mm-hmm. They um they they gave us um, an award um, two years ago. And it's, I mean, the thing is, is like, man, all that stuff take money and you got to have somebody on top of that to, for awards and nominations and everything. It's people like, man, a conversion ain't got no nomination. That's because big media, they, they got a whole department that's filling out applications yeah. and they're doing this and submissions and everything else, man. And, you know, we just, we just know how to do our work. And I think that's how we, why we ended up. Getting that Emmy, earning that Emmy is like, you know, the, and like you said, the impact in the landscape. And, I mean, here's what I'm saying is this. is like people should know. You go to our studio. It's the Black Media Matter studio, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, yeah, man, we're proudly black media. But, you know, don't get it twisted. Me, I'm the global citizen. You know, I'm 60-plus countries and counting. So ain't nobody going to sit here and tell me like, oh, well, you know what? You can only work with black people or black this, this, and that. Man, you know what? Man, I rock with all of God's people. Mm -hmm. Look at all these countries around the world that I was in where people who didn't look like me took me in. Mm. You feel me? And so what I was saying is it's like it was real and is that my my exact words, you might have a more exact there, is that converge. You know what I'm saying? We got a live director from Saudi Arabia, mm. a cinematographer from Montana, an editor of a Mexico City. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Which means you don't have to be black to uplift black stories. Mm. You feel me? That's real. Because it's perfect. Because when I, when I was there in the Middle East, man, I was there steadily uplifting uh uh, stories about people in the Middle East, mm-hmm. yeah. about my Arab brothers and sisters. There's no, but this is why I'm here. I'm here to serve this purpose to uplift Arab voices or to mm-hmm. uplift Tanzanian voices mm-hmm. or to uplift whatever, right? And, and people be wanting to, you know what I'm saying? You can't put me or converge in no box. Mm-hmm. You feel me? We just rock with great people. That's you real. know what I'm saying? That's real. I mean, it's 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 just it's what it is. And whether you from Belgium or Bangladesh, I'm rocking with you. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? All we got to do is share purpose. And you know, so I'm glad that you know for us it's important we stay above that fray. And everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? We with the shit. We, you know, we're saying we're all about our black media, but we're not anti nobody. Yeah, yep, you see yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. And people know where our heart is at, and that's why it's like we got so many different people from different backgrounds who are contributors mm-hmm. because we all share the same purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, and it cuts through, man. It definitely does, bro. And I think, yeah, I think, I think the purpose aspect is there's no color on purpose. You know, nah, what I mean? that's I, real. You know, I like that. But it, our purpose comes, you see it in our work, yeah. right? Yeah. And our work is all about to uplift. Mm. You know, I, I tell people all the time that it's like, if you don't want the executive producer dancing all in the video, <laughs> come to Converge. Because 
We we give we give the people and our subject that they're the story, not us. Yeah, that's real. That's and real. and you see that in our in our work, mm-hmm. it's very rare that you'll find anything that we'll put out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, where we're in the work. Yeah, yeah. No, that's real, man. That's real. Um, I, I want to kind of switch gears because we we definitely touch on this type of top these type of topics when it comes to guests because there, a lot of people that we have on this show, like you said, they work, they grind, um, they they're purposeful in what they're doing in their pursuits. Um, but for you, what is um what does that balance look like when it comes to like self care, taking time off of work or just giving yourself the things you need? What, what does that look like for you? Um, <clears throat> man. You know, for for me, it's it's more like I gotta, you know, I'm it's it's a race I'm running, and I'm trying to hurry up and get to the finish line, mm. so then I can really, you know, I mean, meaning that like there's nothing wrong with taking breaks and self care mm. and everything else, and really everybody should do that. Yeah. So let's be clear there, right? Yeah. But for me, I'm trying to transform my life again. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? It's it's a sprint to slash marathon to whatever. It's like, man, you know what? I went from my whole career overseas, come back home. I've done the converse thing. And it's like, man, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to just be the, the, the softball dad. You know, yeah. my, my, you know, my, my daughter <laughs> lives in Houston, man. She loves them damn Astros. She's constantly <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we went, you know, me and the Mariners played the Astros last year yeah. in the first round. So yeah. I was down there in Houston and my daughter, every game, man, they're going to lose. Matter of fact, Joyce Taylor interviewed me and my daughter before game three wow. down there at uh, Minute Maid Park. My daughter was on all of her Astros stuff. I mean, my Mariners said, my daughter's like, yeah, the Mariners are going to lose. Astros are the best. But like, that's that's where I'm trying to be. And I'm not trying to be the man, you know, I'm here in Seattle to do this and that. Now I got to go back to Houston and this and that and everything else. Like, man, I've done my part. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my self-care is actually going to be not like, oh, well, man, how can I continue to sit out here and do this and that? Maybe take a break and meditate, which is cool. And I'm not knocking. I don't want nobody to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. My self-care is in a major way of like, man, you know what? I'm taking my daughter to school every day. You know what I'm saying? Through the rest of her time in middle school and high school. To me, that's the best self-care I could ever have after this journey that I've had in my life here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My son graduates on May 11th from Loyola, Chicago with a degree in broadcasting. Let's go. And when people people feel that, like, if they think that I'm good... Wait till they see my son, yeah, little yeah. little. Oh, you feel me? Yeah. Like man, I'm the yeah. I'm the analog version. My son is man. He's digital. He's the shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so real. so for me, I would be lying if you're like, man. Well, what's your self care remedy? I ain't got one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that to be tough guy or make nobody feel no kind of way. But you know, it's the up and up. I'm gonna always tell the truth. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Man, it's balls to the wall. Like, I go, 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 because I'm trying to get up out of here and spend the next seven years every day just taking my daughter to school, yeah. going to softball games and yeah. this and that, man. Like like I said, I've done my part here. You feel me? That's real. If I don't, if I don't never do nothing else in Seattle, I've done my part. 
Mm-hmm. And my part here wasn't for me. My part here was to build some. Look how many people have been in, impacted. Look how many people were in this this organization of Converge and the mm-hmm. work that we've done and everything else. And so it would be the best self-care that I could have is knowing that, Omari, it's not your job to carry this on into perpetuity. Mm. It is your job to be in your shorty life every day while you can. That's real. You see what I'm saying? So it. so my self-care is the big win. And that's my motivation mm. to chalk, to, to, you know what I'm saying, to get everything done that yeah. I need to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, man, you know, I mean, the next move for me is down in Houston, bro. I mean, okay. that's what, and I, the reason why this all makes sense, though, and the reason why even with leadership at Converge, you know, we yeah. got a new COO. Yeah. Cindy Bright and everything else, right? It's because you got to remember my whole career was where everybody else is trying to go. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I lived in Dubai for four years. I hung out in China. I go to the to the Cannes Film Festival, this, this, and that, you know, the biggest media markets in the world. Everybody else is trying to go here, right? Yeah. I've been there. I'm just trying to go to softball practice with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And But that's why you got to make sure that you got leadership that's going that direction. Because, you know, if it's up to me, I'd be like, man, guys, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, you, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But when when people, because I bump into people like, man, you know, Converse could be big, man, it could be huge. You could be doing this and that. I'll be like, bro, man, I've been there, I done that. Yeah. I'm just a real humble dude with it. You don't yeah. you don't really see me out here like you know, blah, 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 you know, I me mean, man, you know, I could really get the swagging it out here. If, you yeah. know what I'm saying? To be from 29th and Jackson, in the crazy amazing life that I've lived. But like for me, I'm like, man, I've done that. You know what I'm saying? I just want to, you know, what I'm saying, chill with my kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Enjoy That's some it. softball. Yeah. Enjoy some baseball. And I'm gonna let these amazing people, like you know, like Basic Gordon here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we we got we got so many other Julia Jesse, Trey, Treyana Holiday. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you know these guys is out there. They're yeah. getting it. Our sports guys, Charles Hamaker and Bell Garcia, and our and our filmmakers, which you clearly on a whole nother level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see you, Jordan. Don't worry, I ain't forget yeah. about you. Shout out, shout out, Jordan, man. Shout out, Jordan. Man. <laughs> nah, man. Um, you know, yeah, I've done my so, I've done my part. Nah, it's, it's been felt you too, know? man. Yeah, you know, the, the work has been felt, and you know, I, I'm a I, I I agree with you, bro. I feel like we're only here for a certain amount of time. That's it, and it's about what we do with that time, how we contribute, and sometimes you know you got to curate it how you need to. You know, yeah, uh, it can't just be it can't just be for for others. It got to be for yourself. Yeah, you I mean, know? You know? the the thing is, is like I tell people that. Um, you know, the hard times or the tough times, man, it's, it's this Admiral Stockdale. You ever hear this? Admiral Stockdale was in, he was a prisoner of war in the Vietnam War along with John McCain, mm-hmm. right? And Stockdale said that the people who didn't make it out of the, the POW camp were the, the two optimistic people who were like, man, it's Christmas time. We might get out there. You know, they're going to let us out the the POW camp or, you know, it's my wife's anniversary or something like that. He said the people who made it out was the people who realized, like, man, this is a real shit sandwich right here. We're going to look at it. We're going to know. We're going to eat this shit sandwich. We might even eat it twice, but we know we won't always be doing this. And when we get out of this POW camp, we're going to go and be great. And mm. you see what happened. Got out the camp. Stockdale was hella big. You know, John McCain, we know his whole story mm. right there. Mm. I only say that to say this. Like, man, we be facing adversity and challenges every day, but when you can face it head on and you can say, like, man, 
this shit is tough right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it always won't be. It won't, won't yeah. always be tough. Yeah. This is tough, but you know what? I'm tougher. And at the end of the day, I'm going to persevere. And no doubt, I'm going to take a lot of blows getting through this. But when I get to the other side of this, I'm going to be great. Mm. And that's just kind of what I look at right now in the sense that it's like, man, this is a tough business that I'm in. Yeah. This yeah. is tough. Yeah. But I know that on the other side of this, to be able to, you know, to hang out. Yeah. In Texas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where gas is cheap, by the way. <laughs> with, with, you know what I'm saying? With my with my youngest is like, man, that's all I look forward to. So yeah. it might be a shock to a lot of people. They're like, man, are you going to go to Hollywood next? Do you want to do this and that? Do you want to blah, blah, blah? Nah, man. I'm just a softball dad. I love it. I love it, bro. Damn. And that's equally that's impactful and that's equally important as whatever other things that people may be thinking. Um, yo, man, Mari, you... you You've definitely been dropping a lot of gems. Um, I'm almost certain anybody who's been tuning in, listening, um, if you're not inspired after listening to this one, um, listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it again. For real, man. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I do want to leave you with uh, one last question. We always ask sure. every guest that comes up here. Um, if you can, my brother, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up and why? Commitment. Mm. Because nothing will move without commitment. We got two converged people right here, right now. And the very first thing, and Basa Gordon right here, and Basa blowing up. Mm-hmm. Shout out Basa. Basa yeah, shout out is Basa. blowing up. Blowing up through our hard work and everything else. And Basa will tell you, and Jordan will tell you, and this is what drives us forward, is commitment. If you ain't got no commitment, stay away. Mm. And if you look at, you look at like, Things, shows that are, that are you know what I'm saying, that are on air. Let me give you an example. Circle in Seattle Sports, they came to me 150 episodes deep. I was like, I was like, listen, you ain't got to know nothing about TV. You're committed. Mm. There's some people that work at Converge, right? And I just saw them in a different industry. They ain't know nothing about media. But I saw their level of commitment. I said, I'll teach you about a camera. I'll teach you about audio. I, I can't teach you commitment. I can't teach you a uh, uh, search for excellence. Mm. I can't teach you to want to wake up every day and be amazing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I look for those things first. We can teach you anything else. That's real. But you know what I'm saying? A commitment to one to yourself to want to be your best. A commitment to your teammates and to to the people you work with to give them your best. And day after day after day and the commitment ain't even when you start when you feel good it's easy to be committed. It's easy to be committed. The other night, go up six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, all night, edit a video. It's the commitment because we all know it's three, four different people, right, involved in this video. If one of us drops our commitment, we let our team members down. Yep. And I'll say this is that, you know, I, I converge people like Besa and people like Jordan, man, they don't work hard, they're not committed. For converge, mm-hmm. they're committed to each other. Mm. That as men and as women, they don't let each other down. Mm-hmm. You see, that's what makes us special, right? Yeah. It isn't a commitment to the brand. It isn't a commitment to a market. They don't want to let each other down, mm. and that's why you see these amazing things that they continue to produce and create because they know who they're there for, mm. and they're not there for our, our, you know, our nice branding, which looks great. Yeah, yeah. They're not there for Omari. They're not there for Converge. They're there for each 
other mm. and they won't be okay looking each other in the eye and saying that I let you down. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right, it's yeah. real deal with some J. Ivy shit, man. Yeah. If you was on the highest cliff on the highest rip and you fell off with nothing but your hand in my rip, I, I will, will never ever let you down. down. Yeah. And that's imagine these are the people I'm surrounded with every day. That's real. Imagine I'm surrounded with people who are like, I will never let you down. And not because it's you, but because if I let you down, I let me down. I let us down. Mm. It starts with commitment. And, man, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be around some of the most committed people in the media industry mm. in this part of America. Mm. And it shows and it continues to show. And if anybody, no matter what field that you're in, if you want to move the needle, it all starts with your commitment. Mm. It all starts there. And it ain't got to be the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? Commit to something. I tell people, people come to converge. I'm like, listen, I need to set a proper expectation around your commitment. Now, you tell me. You want to do something every day, every week, every month, every quarter, once a year, no matter what. But whatever you commit to, I'm going to hold your word to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Hey, we can hook up every two months and we could do something. But that's something you can commit to and be Excellent around yeah. Let's be that I let people set Their own range Of commitment around me Because one thing For sure Is my word is bond mm -hmm. And I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it mm -hmm. And that's how We are over here that's It real. comes to commitment That's real You know If you're looking For business partners See where they're committed If they have a commitment I know entrepreneurs Are on here right mm -hmm. They ain't gotta be Committed in your Necessarily in your Field at the moment But if they don't Have no commitments Nowhere it's a red flag. The commitment could be like, man, I go to church every Sunday, 10 a.m., and then I do this and that. Man, it's a commitment somewhere. Man, yeah. I ain't seen this dude miss church in like four years. He came back from Vegas early. You know what I'm yeah, saying? To go to church. Yeah, yeah. He's committed. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Commitment might be like, man, I volunteer over at whatever. You know what I'm saying? This is my commitment. And not work. What do you do outside of work where you have a commitment somewhere? You see what I'm saying? Mm. If somebody don't have no commitments, you know, I'm not knocking. I'm not saying don't do business with them. But you know what I'm saying? It very well might be difficult for them to get an additional commitment to commit to the growth of your business or to your enterprise. Yeah. People who have commitments somewhere out there, man, those commitments come into play and they understand it. You feel me? Yeah, that's anyway, man, I can that's talk real. a long time about nah, it. Man, but this that's that's, that's, that's the that's most right, fundamental. Man. It's funny you said what one word. Yeah. And both Basin and Jordan's eyes already got big because they knew it was coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Commitment. Commitment. Yeah. No, I love that, bro. I think that's the first time we've gotten commitment for the one word, too. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is, man. Yeah. Um, man, Amari, we just want to thank you, bro, first and foremost. Uh, we want to thank oh, you. Uh, give you your flowers, bro. Properly give it to give it to you because, like you said, man, um, I still think you got a lot more to do, but, you know, um, you've done so much. So we want to thank you for that. Um, yeah, salute for salute you and your team for all the work you guys have been doing, the way you've been uplifting the community. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been felt, bro. Um, Thank you Yeah man And you know you got support With us here at the Up and Up Always Always I'm feeling yeah. good I'm feeling energized After this yeah, one 100% um, Any any yeah. final words? Yeah Let me show Show a few things Is like Let's let's be clear right Yeah Is that One I thank people listening But especially like you um, And the, the whole crew here Is that man Your time Is now mm. You know what I'm saying? Your time is now. You guys, man, you're, you you belong and you deserve to be not only in this space 
but in bigger spaces. And one thing that I can do and that I'm going to enjoy doing is opening bigger and bigger doors for you guys mm. and guys like you. And like you said, I sent you, mm. you that clear. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, well, nobody yeah. even watching that live and I didn't tell him, but whatever. But, you know, yeah. I know all the CEOs is watching because yeah. that's the show they watch. I'm like, yo, you guys need to be spending money with the up and up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's real. Like, you guys are transforming the media landscape. And the best, you see, the best thing is the way this is supposed to work is that when the bright light is shining on me, I'm not supposed to absorb the light, fam. I'm supposed to deflect it mm. onto you guys and to everybody else who's in the media space who's doing it. That's the whole point of this mm. career journey for me, mm. of going from all these amazing spaces overseas to back home. To be honest, with, I don't need no light, bro. I don't need no shine to shine. I, all the spotlight needs to be on you guys mm. and the work that you do and other people that is in this media space. This time is now. This time is yours. And you know what, man? This industry is going to deal with you on your terms. Mm. You feel me? That's right. My mama yeah. always said, we ain't begging, we buying. Mm. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The up and up ain't begging for nothing. That's right. This is your time, bro. It is real deal, and you guys need to walk through the door with authority because you know what? You're behind just like I'm behind. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This this space you're walking into, guys, are supposed to be there years ago. But you know what? We ain't waiting on the sideline no more. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And that's, that's the best thing. And this is when I talk about commitment, you guys represent commitment. Mm -hmm. I was here five years ago. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Five years ago I was here. Look at your commitment. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? For me, the the best last few words that I can give is to reaffirm, you know what I'm saying, who you guys are, to reaffirm the up and up, to reaffirm your work and to mm. let you know that it's like, yo, man, you guys, the stage that's before you is grand. Mm. The message that you have is amazing. The impact that you're having is unforgettable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the up and up, and mm. that's the real. Mm. There ain't, nowhere, there ain't nowhere else to go after that, man. Yeah. We thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you so real, much man. for that, bro. Appreciate Welcome, that. Um, bro. And, man, this was, like I said, man, it's official. <laughs> you know you got to make it official, bro, every episode. But Always. it's official, man. With that being said, Amari Salisbury and the whole Converge team are officially members of the Up and Up. Can we get a round yeah. of applause? That's man, what I'm man, talking about. I've been waiting five years Come for this. On, it's a big moment. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up.